This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I pray that you are enjoying this week leading up to Juneteenth. I am excited and grateful to be celebrating another Juneteenth as God has blessed and he continues to sustain us. For those who are unaware, Juneteenth is celebrated annually on June 19th to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved Africans back during 1865 to 1866. And the time spans over several years because just as today, there were countless individuals and groups who fought against freedom for African-Americans. The day is also known as Freedom Day, Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, and Emancipation Day. This is a holiday originating in Galveston, Texas, as it is celebrated annually on June 19th throughout the United States with increasing official recognition. It is commemorated on the anniversary date of the June 19th 1865 announcement proclaiming freedom from slavery in Texas. Juneteenth is short for June 19th, and it marks the day when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, back in 1865 to take control of the state and ensure that all enslaved people were finally allowed to be free. The troops' arrival came a full two and a half years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation by Abraham Lincoln. That was a document that had officially outlawed slavery in Texas and the other rebellious Confederate states. Of course, almost two and a half years earlier, Juneteenth honors the end to slavery in the United States and is considered the longest-running African-American holiday. While Juneteenth generally celebrates the end of slavery in the United States, it was still legal and practiced in two Union border states, both in Delaware and Kentucky, until later that year when ratification of the 13th Amendment in the Constitution abolished slavery nationwide in December. I am compelled to speak on this topic as the voting rights of every African American and every minority hang so loosely in the balance. While the past four months has seen sweeping changes in voting rights all over the country, mainly in those districts and counties that are most heavily populated by African Americans and those more likely than not to vote for Democrats. Now I must digress, as it was Frederick Douglass who said, slavery is not abolished until the black man has the ballot. Words famously spoken in May of 1865, one month after the Union troops had defeated Confederate soldiers, Confederate soldiers who fought desperately in the Civil War to keep slavery alive. Only Frederick Douglass did not know at that time that even after blacks were given the right to vote, there would be some who would chip away at that sacred right in hopes of minimizing, dismantling, and even stealing its validity, all while some of us are so distracted with other things. I urge you to wake up and pay full attention today. 
You see, the right to vote is the right to have a voice in all that matters to our lives, our well-being, and our shared ideas and ideals. When your vote is stripped away, you have no voice, no say-so, and your living becomes simply coexisting while having no say-so and making no decisions about your life and well-being or that of those you love. The right to vote was so closely intermingled with the slave's right to be free and enjoy full citizenship and equal protection under the law. It was a constitutional right that was afforded to solidify June 19th, 1865, the slave's true freedom from legal servitude. It marked the transition from a people with their heads down, being owned and told what to do, to a people holding their heads up with opportunities and property that they themselves owned and voices that would democratically take part in the conversation. Your vote represent your words, your conscience, and speak to what's important to you. To negate my vote is to erase my voice. To erase my voice is to treat me as if I am not present, and therefore, I do not matter. God's word said, from darkness to light. In other words, to allow my vote to not be cast, or to allow disenfranchisement of the African-American race is to disrespect, discount, and disqualify our voices. Voices that our ancestors gave their lives to have heard. Today, mental enslavement will remain secretly alive in the minds of both the descendants of former slaves and former slaves owners decades after the 15th Amendment was passed. Of course, the 15th Amendment gave equal rights to black males at first to be able to cast their votes. I would explain to Frederick Douglass that I am honored and so grateful for his hard work and perseverance, for his solid stance and firm words of wisdom to promote equality for the African-American race. But ignorance, suppression of the truth and fear is currently threatening the black vote. Only this time, the strategy is not just physical suppression, but rather political, as too many of our elected officials are using the power of legislation, writing bills based upon lies and the faction of fear to disenfranchise African-Americans and people of color. I would explain that evil minds are working diligently to dismantle the ballot that African-Americans have in their hands. However, Frederick Douglass is no longer present in this world. So I ask you, what good is a ballot in your hand if it will not be counted? What profit is the right to vote if someone holds the power to decide in their hands just in case you fail to vote their conscience? Over the past few months, the law, the legal system has once again been used to abuse, suppress, and disenfranchise African-Americans. State by state, the rules for voting has stretched the ballot box nearly out of the reach of the poor, the elderly, minorities, and people of color. It is troubling to see that rather than increasing the opportunities for all who are entitled to vote, groups of mainly Republican lawmakers continue to make it more 
and more difficult for African-Americans and all who they perceive to be a credible threat to either their re-election or the policy decisions with which they have been entrusted. Such laws seek to minimize those Sunday voters or motivators that champion souls to the polls. At least 16 male voting restrictions in 12 states will make it more difficult for voters to cast male ballots that count. Six laws shorten the time frame for voters to request a mail ballot, including a Georgia law that will reduce that window by more than one half. Five laws make it more difficult for voters to automatically receive their ballot or ballot applications, either by making it harder to stay on absentee voting lists or by prohibiting officials from sending applications or ballots without the voters' affirmative request. Nine laws in eight states make it more difficult for voters to deliver their mail ballots, including a law in Arkansas that makes the in-person ballot delivery deadline earlier. Six laws that restrict assistance to voters in returning their mail ballots, and four laws that limit the availability of mail ballot drop boxes. Three laws impose stricter signature requirements for mail voting, while three others impose stricter or new voter ID laws for mail voting. At least eight states have enacted 11 laws that make in-person voting more difficult. Three states have enacted four laws that impose new or harsher voter ID requirements for in-person voting, four laws make faulty voter roll purges more likely, risking confusion and disenfranchisement when voters show up at the polls. Montana eliminated election day registration and moved up its registration deadline to only the day before election day. Texas has even enacted legislation to make it easier to overturn election results So if someone challenges election outcomes, it is possible to have the election results overturned. Go figure. If I do not like or agree with the results, I can file a claim to have the results overturned. So much for election integrity. But God, in the midst of such devastating desperation, I feel the need to remind you that we fight not against flesh and blood, We fight against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I hope you understand that the battle is not fair, but it is also not ours. The battle belongs to the Lord, and he promised to fight all of our battles. Our job is to remain vigilant, prayerful, vote as if our lives depended on it. In all things, we must believe trust and acknowledge God and he will direct our paths. I know that the right to vote looks more and more bleak as state after state has embraced and enacted new voter suppression laws. But God's word is true. So I want you to choose to believe in his word and be encouraged. Trouble only comes to make us strong, more vigilant and increase our faith in God. God wants us to stand fast and stand firm. So we must stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. 
Liberty means freedom, which has been so graciously given to us, not by man, but by the power of God. You see, I fully understand that during this Juneteenth, our freedom, God's word calls it liberty. The liberty or freedom that I have, the world did not give it to me. And the world, be they Democrat or Republican, black or white, known or unknown, the world cannot take it away. The Constitution has referred to it in spelling out our basic human rights. But just like man, there are legislative bills being passed into law late in the midnight hour to roll back, remove, suppress the vote, and yes, to disenfranchise so many of us. Today, those words mean cast our votes on every opportunity, loudly raise our voices, stand tall and firm, show and train our children, friends, and family to do the same. Always make it your mission to assist someone else to lift their voices and vote. At this time, in this place, and with the forces that are collaboratively working to shut us up and shut us out, we cannot afford to be too busy, too involved, or too uninvolved. The future of our vote depends upon it. God's word has said in Ephesians 6 chapter, beginning at the 13th verse, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your body covered with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet covered in shoes, supported in the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith to block and minimize all the fiery darts and evils of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. You see, after having done our part to stand, stand under the cover of God's whole armor under which we will be fully protected. Never forget that we must go as far as we can in our limited strength. Then we will look unto the hills from whence come our help. Never forgetting that all of our help comes from the Lord. If you do your part and I do my part, God will always bless what we have done and seal it with completion covered in his grace, mercy, and unmerited favor. I love the sound of the whole armor of God. You see, soldiers put on armor to fight, but we, we put on God's armor for spiritual warfare and trust God to prepare, provide, and divinely protect us, everyone and all we love. We put on God's whole armor to fight the good fight of faith. His word He who has begun a good work is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now I will remind you the good work of freedom. Yes, liberty. God started with our ancestors many moons, stars, and seasons ago, and he has never failed us, not yet. Trust him and see that this too shall pass. Holding on to the understanding embedded in God's promise that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. 
They plot and plan with ballots in hand to suppress and steal our vote. Yet all men are created equal, words to a speech Thomas Jefferson wrote. Your vote is the only evidence of your ideas, ideals, and choice. Your vote gives sound to what your heart feels, for it is your public voice. Some seek to stagnate and steal, disenfranchise and suppress. For the last few months, it has flooded the news, removing voting rights access. This week marks 156 years since African-Americans' freedoms been around. Yet some suppress and our voice arrests to have our vote abound. Fighting with every evil thing in them to dismantle a constitutional right. Choking and limiting access to the ballot, though God promised our battles he'd fight. Juneteenth is another reminder of the freedoms for which so many died. Every African-American must carry on the fight for our voices to be heard with pride. We must raise each other's awareness of the fight we must stand and endure. God promised he'd never leave nor forsake us, so he fights our battles for sure. Our job is to pray and stay the course every day. Time to vote, be purpose-driven in the path you lead and lay. Each one must be responsible for friends and family, and even dozens of old. No time to waste, it's our future. Make haste, must stand firm and be very bold. God's word has reminded us to work hard and do our own fair part. If we love each other, both sisters and brothers work diligently in labor that's from the heart. God's word has already warned, stand fast in the liberty wherein we are free. It's his word we have heard that encourages our hearts to be all God said we would be. No longer borrowers, but lenders. No longer the tail, but always the head. The first shall be last, and we who were last must be first, is what Matthew 20 and 16 has said. His word put on the whole armor of God to walk boldly and be not afraid. He will fight all our battles. Every matter we endure is the promise our God has made. Juneteenth is the celebration with no hesitation to mark freedom we hold so dear. We commemorate our liberty on June 19th, but praise God to be free all year. Woe be unto anyone who tries to stunt the growth of freedom's seed, because whom the Son has set free in Christ is blessed and free indeed. Stand fast, but no need to worry about others' plot to take away. Put all your hopes and dreams in God. Trust and never doubt. Believe and always pray. Family and friends and the destiny of all men, all our wants, our needs and desires, is found in God's plan. Blessings in His hand. In His word, we remain uplifted encouraged and inspired well family this is number 59 of faith family and fundamentals with Fran today I want to remind you God promised never to leave nor forsake us if you are reasonable in your thought process you fully understand that we you and I have human limits but with God There are no limits, and he will always come through. 
We can pray and ask God to remedy the matter of voter suppression and widespread disenfranchisement. In the meantime, always cast your vote, then encourage and assist others to do the same. You must rest in the fact that God is always working behind the scenes. So do not lose sleep or your good health worrying about those matters that are beyond our limited control. If God was able to set the captives free, in spite of the opposition that was so stacked against them, he is the same God who is able to maintain our freedom and voting rights today. We already know that nothing was achieved without opposition, but if God be for you, if God be for me, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who the Son And that is S-O-N. Whoever the sun set free is truly free indeed. So walk, talk, and live in the liberty wherein we as a people, God's people, have been set free. I pray that you celebrate and enjoy your Juneteenth and hold close your right and responsibility to teach every young person, all of your children, your grands, great-grands, nieces, and nephews, the value of what God has blessed us with. Be careful to never take our liberty, our freedoms for granted, as it was obtained through blood, sweat, and the tears of dear ancestors. God honors their sacrifices with grace and unmerited favor that is still extended to each of us, even today. Trust him and never doubt. It is he who will bring us out of every horrific matter and all insurmountable situations. It is our responsibility to remain grateful and in all things give thanks because all things work together for God's purpose and our progress. God bless and keep each of you in perfect peace. On another note, Sunday is Father's Day, and I want to wish my husband, my pastor, my brothers, uncles, nephews, and every man who is a father a blessed and favored Father's Day. Keep taking care of your children and families and see won't God continue to bless and take care of you and all that you put your hands and your heart to do. Have a happy, happy Father's Day, gentlemen. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music as well as my new platform on YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.